0: Hello everyone, I'm Richard Sefton and this is State of Mind with Richard Sefton, Bite Size. Um, Alongside this podcast I've decided to do a couple of videos uh, to explain different things that can affect or play with our mental health. You can find these on my YouTube channel, just search for State of Mind with Richard Sefton. Like and please subscribe. Alternatively, you can listen here. Um, Then share with your friends, it could really help someone. I've always found things difficult from an academic point of view, and so I thought these bite-sized nuggets from my point of view may come in handy if you find yourself struggling. This episode is entitled Putting the Men into Mental Health. Ever since I started my training, I was told that it's just an unwritten rule that men will not engage with counselling or therapy. They won't look at their mental health and more importantly, they won't talk about it. Of course, this is an exaggeration, but there is a massive difference in engagement, which is sad because there's also a massive difference in suicide rates between the sexes. Over three quarters of all suicides are by men and 12.5% of all men in the UK are suffering from one of the common mental health disorders. Yet only 36% of referrals to mental health services are from men. And believe me, they don't all show up. So that means twice as many women are being referred to counselling. And also from experience, more women actually show up. Uh, Another little fact, 87% of rough sleepers are men. 87%. Uh, are men. 50% of all rough sleepers admit to having mental health needs. So men, start talking, please. A few reasons thought to influence these statistics could be, and more probably are, how often did you hear people say when you were growing up, just dust yourself down and get on with it, or boys don't cry, or the worst one, man up pre satnav how difficult was it to get your fella to pull over and ask for directions? Or, if you're a man, how long did it have to be uh, before you asked for directions? This is actually a great analogy. The sooner that you ask for help, the less lost you're going to find yourself. And hopefully, the sooner you're going to find yourself on the correct road again. The main problem being that before you ask for directions, you have to first realise that you're lost. That's when saying things such as the above, or telling yourself, it's no big deal, I'm fine, will be counterintuitive. I actually see it as a great strength to admit that you could maybe do with a little help. Maybe it's the wording that's the problem and maybe more men would engage if we replaced phrases like getting a little help with taking back control. Both of these can be true and both kind of mean the same thing, but one of these plays into the masculine action man stereotype. And maybe this could be seen as colluding with their masculinity, but if it attracts more men into therapy, surely it can only be a good thing. All of the men in my family I would describe as men's men and of having to act like men, if you get what I mean. The furthest thing that they would ever do is access therapy and yet over the last year, two of them, including the most against counselling and mental health care, have been to see therapists. Both of them have since told me the benefits of it and how it's massively helped them and it's almost as if I haven't been doing this job for over four years and I have no idea. So thank you. <laughs> um, so if you're a man and you're watching this because you think that watching YouTube videos or listening to podcasts might be a good way of avoiding therapy, uh, it's not. You know, listen to these videos Uh, sorry listen to these podcasts watch these videos if they are a gateway but make sure you then follow it up with therapy and let me tell you what you can expect from therapy first off it's not all essential oils and singing kumbaya in most incidences you'll be asked your preference before seeing a therapist would you like to speak to a male or would you prefer female Men, once you've been paired with the therapist and the therapist makes contact, I understand that it may be difficult to make that phone call or speak to the therapist. I normally leave a message to say that texting's fine when sorting out a date and time for therapy to begin, as I know that some people find that less daunting, a text conversation as opposed to a phone conversation. Once you're inside the therapeutic space, whether that's on your computer screen, through zoom, down the telephone, or actually in the room with the therapist, you'll go through either a written or verbal contract and don't be put off by this, it's not as formal as you may think and it just mainly outlines the confidentiality of the space that you're in, along with a few other basic rules to stick by, for example, where possible, if you can't make a session, please don't leave it till the last minute to let us know. If you're worried about what the therapist will make you say, please don't be. It's up to you what you say and how open you want to be. Trust is important and you need to be able to trust the person in front of you before going to certain places. And I get that. We get that. If you have a problem with your therapist, if you can't gel, um, because sometimes this happens, you just don't get along with the person, that's absolutely fine. But make sure you tell the therapist. Make sure that you get the right therapist for you and any therapist worth their salt is not going to be insulted by that. You might be worried that you won't have anything to say. So if you'd like to, make a list of things that you'd like to talk about and take it with you. It can be easy to dry up in new situations with new people. Um, and I suppose, especially if anxiety is one of those things that you are presenting with. Basically, whatever helps get you into that therapeutic space within a reason, within reason isn't going to be stopped by the counsellor. Just ask, ask before the session if there's anything you're unsure of. Don't be scared of the therapist. We're just people. And also, many of us attend therapy. Men often don't want to talk about their feelings or show them and would rather focus on surface things like football and being the alpha male and I know that that's terribly stereotypical. The messages come from everywhere though sadly, TV, film, magazines yet thankfully there is a lot more talk in all mediums now about mental health. I was trying to end the stigma in setting up this podcast, doing these bite-sized nuggets. I'm trying to end the stigma around mental health. Thankfully, so are many other people uh, and many other mediums. Don't be afraid to cry if that's what you need to do. Don't be afraid of people seeing you cry. A lot of men come to me with anger management issues and yet most of the time they don't have anger management issues as such. Yes, they're presenting with anger, but it's probably because when you feel you need to shut down all other emotions because they're not manly enough, then all that you're left with is the macho emotion of anger. Don't let this be the case just for the sake of your image. On the other side of the coin, if you're watching a film or TV and an emotional bit comes up and you turn and see your friend, your dad, your brother, your son, your boyfriend, your husband shedding a tear, don't laugh at them. Do not laugh at them. You have no idea what this is stirring up for them inside. Um It may remind them of something that's happening in their past, may remind them of something that's happening now, or it may be that just, you know, they could just be involved in the art in front of them doing what it was created to do so let them cry. Um, If you have any questions about counselling in general, feel free to get in touch either through Twitter or YouTube. If you feel the need to speak to somebody right now, please consider calling the Samaritans on 116 123. They're there waiting to take your call. No shame whatsoever. That's what they're there for. If you'd like those details to reach out to me, you can get me on Twitter at RichardSefton3 give me a follow, come say hello. Or if you want to watch the video of this bite-size, YouTube search State of Mind with Richard Sefton and give my channel a subscribe. If you've enjoyed this uh, podcast bite-size episode, please consider sharing. It could genuinely save a life.